Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You most certainly are. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. And we'll be joined in just a moment by Mitch Abaya. 0499 736 736. Been a big day of Olympic action. Ariane Titmus getting gold for Australia against arch rival uh, in the 400 metre, Katie Ledecky. They're going to go to battle again in a couple of other events. So very exciting stuff. And even... Campbell Brown stopped and tuned in and was very, very excited about that. We've got plenty of racing action to come as well, and we'll find you some winners throughout the evening. As always, join us on the text line 0499 736 736 and through your tips and through your questions. Mitch Bay is going to be here to answer all of those, and I think he joins us on the line now. Hello, Mitchell. G'day, great man. How are we? Oh, I'm going very nice. All the better for having listened and heard your voice just now. How was your weekend? Uh, very good, mate. Yeah, had a good weekend. Um, you know, just took a bit of time to just relax and take in a bit of the racing. We've got, uh, we had the maturity and the, the fireball on Saturday night. That was fantastic. I uh, had a nice uh, day relaxing yesterday. And then obviously sale Sundays, mate. What more can... What more can I want? Uh, we, we tipped the house down, Jay Bon and I. think we tipped about seven winners from nine races, so we were absolutely red hot. Very nice. That's what I like to hear. Good to see Bonner's. The Bombers. The Bombers hurt me, though. Uh, uh, yes. Well, I can imagine. I didn't want to bring <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. My boys were gallant in defeat, but your Bombers, I tell you what. <laughs> Finals birth the, the, on the line and yeah. just played well, dismal. Brownie said, said as much today earlier on trackside. He said, well... You know, there's something about a team who was was leading that game. They come in, they they have every opportunity to put themselves in a position to finish in eighth, and 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 be a really strong performance and a strong showing. And they just, well, they they gassed it. They choked. They were and, bullied. They yeah, were bullied. And the Giants, full credit to them. I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. I don't know who who wants to finish eighth. It's really kept the door ajar for uh, for Fremantle for. St Kilda, to a lesser extent, who probably have to win four games because of their percentage. But yeah, it was it was as bad a loss as as the Bombers will have. And after all the good work they've done throughout the year, games against Richmond and and you know coming back from from margins and and winning, they they just threw it away. It was disappointing, mate. It it, it was funny because we we're on the Sale Sunday show and uh, I, I missed the quaddy. I, I was out in the last or the second last leg of the quaddy and. J-Bomb was still alive, and Tomo said to me, he goes, Mitch, in positive news, Essendon's up at halftime. Uh, uh, and as soon as he said that, the handbrake went on, the wheels fell off, and yeah, it was it was disappointing. Well, but, mate, I'll tell you what, talk about winners. That's our Sunday show. We were absolutely red hot last night. Our, both our best bets got up. I think it was a $3.90 multi. Uh, I don't know what more we could have won. We tipped double-figure double winners, $10, $9, $11, you name it. They were everywhere. Very nice. Very nice. Nice to see uh, Bonner's tipping a few winners before he goes on a two-week break. Uh, well, he's that, back on uh, Thursday. He's back on Thursday. Is he really? Yeah, he's on, yeah, on Thursdays on our Thursday night show this he week. Just can't, uh, he just can't help himself. He just cannot help no, himself. No. He's supposed to be on a little break, and he's going to come in and do three or four hours of radio on Thursday night. He can't help himself, I'm telling you. 
No, we need we needed a host because Fitz has still got I think one week one more week of Bensley. He does too. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, Jay Bond on Thursday night for the Lynx Fly, and then mate, the biggest uh, battle in sporting history will be the week later. Yeah, Jay Bond and Fitz. I've heard about this. Versus myself or the Watchdog and myself, mate. It doesn't get any bigger. That's like, jeez, that's like Collingwood Carlton at the peak of their powers. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm I, I'm intrigued by that. Now we know we know how competitive a bloke Bonington is. We know how competitive a bloke Fitzner is. Uh, I, I I don't know if they'll take it well when you guys wipe the floor with them. No, well, I don't think so either. I want to be within you know at least a couple of meters. I want to you know give a bit of space to to Jay Bon. Uh, things might get a bit ugly. And, yeah. and he's a big man. He's got a long reach too. But yeah, yeah, I, I, there is there's a surprising amount of pressure on myself and Watchy because well, that's... being the the greyhound experts, opposed to the other boys who are you know footy commentators, uh, thoroughbred tipsters, harness tipsters. They yeah. they're coming in with a clean slate. They've got nothing to lose, but we've got everything to lose. We're about a dollar oh five at the minute. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. That was going to be my next comment. That should you two go down. It would be come back. A pretty. It'd be a pretty bad moment, and I'm not sure if we can continue having you two, you the watchdog, on uh, SEN track. No, you're because right. Because if you lose to a to a harness bloke and you lose to a thoroughbred bloke at your game, it wouldn't look good. Wouldn't be a good look on the resume. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a good look, and um, I, I would be probably lost for words, but. Mm. You know what these blokes are like. They they can get pretty tinny at times. All it takes is a couple of you know fifteen twenty dollar pops and and they're right amongst them. And yeah, it, it's just can they sustain it for four hours? That's the, that's the thing. We've watching. I've got the runs on the board. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome for anyone out there yeah. that is has got something planned next Thursday night. Not this Thursday coming. The Thursday after. Just cancel it. <laughs> just get rid of it. Six to ten. Mm. It's gonna be an absolute. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. It's going um, to be great fun, great banter, tips galore. Are all, are all, apart from obviously Fitzner, who will be in uh, in Adelaide, will all of you, the three others, be in the studio together? We will. We will be in studio, Watchdog, myself, and Jay Bon. And Watch you and I have got something planned as well for uh, our entry into the into the studio. So uh, you just you just make sure you're there because you're not, you're not you, gonna, you'll be witnessing something great. You're not going to storm in like the Globo Jim Purple Cobras in uh, in Dodgeball, No. Are you? We no, no, no. Globo Jim <laughs> Purple Cobras, and we will. We will <laughs> rock you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's going to be a great entry, but, um, yeah, it, it's got to, it, it'll have to be seen. It'll have to go up on Twitter, no Absolutely. doubt about it. Make sure Big Fudge has uh, got the camera out at that point. I will, I will. That's exciting. Hey, yeah, uh, we've got a race coming up in um, two and a bit minutes at yes, Ballarat. the rat. I, I thought I'd better give a tip so we don't get roasted for um, yes. the tips getting out smidge too late. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of number uh, seven here, Litigator. I think it's really well drawn out wide. It's got a 25.46 PB at Ballarat. Um, it, it's a greyhound that was it was pretty handy last week. I reckon it can find a couple of lengths on its run and it, it showed a bit of a return to form and sometimes a little bit of confidence the week later they can come out and find a few lengths. So I reckon litigate around $4 in what is an open race. 380 is your favourite and there's about 
three or four, five dollar shots. So, yeah, number seven, litigator. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll we'll whack that out, uh, and hopefully we can start things off very nicely. Matty O texting in, JD. I hope you're loaded. I know you love to back the reserve dog, and the number ten has just won the last two Greyhound races in Victoria, both at ten dollars plus. And I'm real flat. Oh. I'm real flat because I wasn't on them. And you know, I've told I've told James Vandermart about my love for backing reserve dogs at, at, at decent yep. odds. I mean, if they're fifty to fifty to one, I'm not going to back them. But if they, you know, around tens, around around four to one, and between four four dollars and well, I guess sh- shorter than that, and up to about ten dollars, I'll always well, you back them. Backed them. They were ten. They were about eleven dollars and fifteen. Yeah, well, that's see, that's still around the mark. Eleven dollars, I can do. Eleven dollars, I can do. Yeah. I probably if it was fifteens, I'd probably. It, I would look because I always look, regardless if there's a nine or a ten in a race. Yeah, you go broke back in it, mate. Nah, well, uh, not not in, uh, <laughs> in recent years. I nah, I, I love how people have got different theories. Uh, I've I still remember being down at the pub, down at Sandown, uh, the track one day, and um, this bloke comes up. Oh, if a nine or a ten gets a run, you just back you just them back both. It. And that's I'm my, like, that's my theory. That's my theory. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no worries, mate. But um. Anyway, what a great weekend of racing, Joe, yeah. um, uh, Donners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just whether it was Greyhounds or uh, or Harness. I mean, I know there was a big meet at Kilmore over the weekend and then um, even in the Thoroughbreds as well. And, and a weird week this week with no Victorian Thoroughbred racing, but um, I'm sure Tags will be thrilled with that because he, uh, he only... He only does form at two locations during a week, Sydney and uh, and, and Melbourne. But uh, he'll have yeah, to, I know. Have he'll to branch be, uh, out. Yeah, he'll be fresh. At least he's got no excuses for being fresh a week later. This is true. This is very, very true. All right, we're coming up to Ballarat. They're behind the boxes now. Just uh, regardless with your tip again. Uh, the seven, uh, Litigator, please. Litigator Tour is going to light it up. Let's head to Ballarat. Race number eight. And good luck if you're still alive in the Quad Valley here in, at Ballarat. This is the last leg as the starting signal's been given. So first line comes in now. And the competitive market here. Last look at the board, Litigator is six fifteen to $4. Last couple being locked away. Good luck if you're still alive in the Quad. The last leg, race eight from Ballarat. They're ready. Set. Racing. Out fast down on the inside, Pat Mylas is quickly contested by a little snooze on the outside and also pushing forward there, Solar Tiny. Deeper on the course is Litigator, Mr. Blurton, they're all trying to push forward. Little Snooze just got checked and goes behind them now. Followed by Zipping Celeste, well back, Corporn Coco. Second last, Pat Mylas, and last is Jimmy Cheesecake on the swing for home. Mr. Blurton around the turn clear. Out by four on Corborn Coco down the outside with Zipping Celeste, but Mr. Blurton too good. Corborn Coco second, third in Little Snooze, force of photo. And the outside... Close, Mitchie, close. Eight, four, and three. I was I said close because I saw the seven in the straight, and it was in the top three. And then I looked up just now, and, and I missed I, it. Yeah, missed it because I was looking at the kayaking in the Olympics. So yeah. There you go. Oh well, yeah. No, it's um, yeah. Just on that first turn, it was a mad pileup. Couldn't quite get through, and sometimes you just need that little luck. But uh, it, it wasn't with us there. But no, we'll, we'll find them. There's plenty more. Absolutely, we will. All right, Cranbourne's six minutes away. Why don't you get a really early tip out so that people have time to yep. look and, and make their own minds up? And if you've got a couple of exotics, I don't know. But um, get your tip out for Cranbourne now, and then we'll get stuck into what you, what we're going to talk about, a weekend recap from the maturity. 
Yeah, this race at Cranny, I, I'm not overly uh, keen on it, but there is there's probably two two chances. I'd like to think number three, Voodoo Spirit. Number five, Aston Solar. I'm going to go with Aston Solar here around the $440.60 mark. It's pretty good each way value. Uh, three runs back went 18, 16 and led. And if you can repeat that sort of run, it'll be right amongst them here. And I just think that it, it could be the leader of this field. But I'm not, I'm not super confident in what is a very open race. All right, we'll get to that in about five minutes or so. Text us through. Let us know what you're backing at Cranbourne as well, 0499736736. Mitchell, take it away. Talk us through the maturity from the weekend. Yes, we had a uh, a great card of racing on Saturday night. and It it started with a maiden final. There was uh, a greyhound trained by Brendan Purcell, which won well in 30 and 29, and that was gold symbol. And uh, he went around at $3.80 and, and, and did. He pinged the lids, was off and gone. He was strong to the line, and he won well in uh, yeah, 30.29. was a $5,280 first uh, check, and it also had carried a Vic Gray's uh, bonus of 2500 So a, a really good race. Uh, the race was named after the Phoenix slot applications now open, which we do know is going to be a race in December. But, yeah, Gold Symbol kicked the night off uh, to a good start for... Um, those that were playing somewhat towards the favourites, and uh, it's a pup that looks like it's got some sort of ability. He actually Quinella or exacted that race, which paid about thirty or thirty dollars a Quinella. And I know the Watchdog and Damo Watson found that Quinella. They tipped uh, the four and the six respectively uh, on the show, so uh, that that kicked off the night well there. Then La La Kiwi, Jesus Dog's in some good form. Um, Goodness, I, I don't know what to say. I'm lost for words at times with this dog. It's a dog that has got a massive motor. She's a star. Um, 29.87. She's gone around at 2.60. And the, the, the kennel mate Shimmer Classic went around at 2.10 and let him up 4.99 early, gone quick. But when Lala Kiwi was post, well, was lobbed that close, it, you knew it was just going to uh, be too strong to the line. Was 29.87, really good run. One of the more informed um bitches in the industry at the moment and uh gee she's got a future so uh, a couple there that really started off the card well um run like jess a greyhound that returned to form has been somewhere around the mark without winning lately and and has drawn a few good boxes but used the box to advantage this time slow away but railed up well 34.85 time was just mediocre but was a dollar 70 it did win uh, as if you want a dollar seventy pop to win, but uh, the only thing with run like Jess, the, the times dropped off marginally of what it was when it was near its best. So um, good to see run like Jess, which is obviously uh, a male greyhound back on the winners list. Um, do it, a greyhound that only knows one way, and that is to uh, to do it. And thirty four forty nine, first run over the six hundred meters, lobbed in a really nice position. A greyhound that tends to been the second half of the field over the 525s, but stepping up in distance, settled a lot closer, won by better length than a third, and beat Aratusa Bale and Jarek Bale, who were both impressive, but just outclassed. Do it. It's a greyhound that we always thought would run 600 metres, but never been tried, and finally got the chance and won a race that was a pretty high calibre. There's some dogs in there that have won feature races, um, group races, etc. So um, these races were all building up to what was going to be a cracking three races with the fireball, the free-for-all, and the maturity. Um, before I get to that, carry on Angel 1 for Timmy Britton. This kennel's flying at the moment. Tim Britton uh, and Robbie Britton, 
father-son combination. They are absolutely on fire. They're winning races left, right and centre. Meadows, Sandown, Hillsville, you name it, they're everywhere. Um, went around at $4 and won in twenty nine ninety two. So a really good win. 5.07 of the first marker and uh, lit them up down the back and was never going to be reeled in after that. But those were the first five races, Donners, that really set the tone for what we knew was going to be a massive couple of hours of racing. Mm. Uh, and it started in race six. Hank the Hustler, one of my best bets on the night. I said uh, I thought it would win this race. Just box draw. Box draws are massive in a big race, and we know that. We know how important they are um, to be drawn well. And Hank the Hustler was drawn spot on. On the rail, wasn't the best to begin. Maneuvered its way through. Ren, 43.01, They backed it late. Um, but, yeah, a really impressive win. Took out the $25,000 Group 3. And um, is one of our better stayers going around at the moment. I tell you what, Star Blazer and Zipping Ticket both ran out their skin. They've been huge runs in this race. And a couple of the other favourites were nowhere to be seen. And probably the most talked about race... I'll get to this after Cranbourne, but this free-for-all, mate, was, I'm not going to say, actually, no, I'm going to say it. it. It had more hype about that than I think what the maturity would have. That, that's how that's how big oh, wow. this race was viewed when you had Aston Rupee, Shimmershine, and Kablenz, three of the best in the business at the moment. Oh, boy. That's a big call. Yeah, it is, and some may judge me for it, but. Uh, I, I was more excited to see that race than I, I was the maturity. Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that'll get a headline. That'll be a headline tomorrow. <laughs> Trots, uh, Greyhound Man says. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly kidding. right. I'm only no. All right. We're kicking over the five here at Cranny, though. Aston we are. Solar. We are. And then we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll discuss a bit more of uh, what we want to uh, what we want to talk about. We've got a packed show tonight. We've got Toddy Gray going to join us a little bit later on, who's been in good form of late, as we know. So he's going to join us just before we finish up. We'll get your best bets. We'll get his best bets. And we'll see if we can boot home a few more winners as well. The five is the tip here from uh, Mitch Abaya at Cranburn. I'm just... Uh, Mitch, I'm... I'm looking at a t- I'm looking at two different TVs here. So I've got the I've got the obviously the races on here, and then I've got the kayaking. This is the most fascinating sport ever. I, I, I'm Jeez, a, they're tough, aren't they? The, oh, kay- the, the kayakers. Jeez, Jeez, you got to be strong. The body must be yeah. The body must be sore afterwards. Jeez, you got to be strong. All right, let's get to Cranbourne. Right on for race number ten. They're set. Racing, Voodoo Spirit uh, a bit slow to begin, showing pace, getting off the track was Totally Balanced and right round the outside there goes Silver Power. Silver Power from Totally Balanced and Little Blazer going up to fourth was Mighty Tuscany back on the inside, hard at it but around the corner, Silver Power burst away with a nice lead and Silver Power is far too good wins it by about five lengths, photo for the miners, Little Blazer or Totally Balanced then for the back was Mighty Tuscany on the inside. Well done to Matty off the text he tipped the eight at Cranburn. good on you Matthew. That was the move on the eight I didn't realise that there was such a big go for it. It was yeah. eight dollars in the four twenty. Yeah, nice. Hopefully, Maddie got it at a good price as well. If he was playing at, home. I did say it was a hard race, so he's done well there. That was mm. that was one of the most open races you'll see tonight. Yeah, and I should have read this one before, but um, Maddie O said that I think the one is a good thing at Cranny. Finally, draws a box, and three will stay up the track a little to give it cover, but. Unfortunately, Matty O, no good. So Matty gets the job. Unfortunately, the three missed the kick. It couldn't provide any cover. That's true. That's very, very true. All right, hey, we've got to take a break. Um, We've got a big show coming up, Mitch. After the break, what do do you want to discuss next? Do you want to speak to Cynthia O'Brien next? 
Yeah, we will. We'll chat to Cynthia O'Brien about uh, Hillsville, all things Hillsville, the alterations to the calendar or the schedule and uh, the weekend's racing and what's coming up. Beauty. All right, all that and plenty more to come. Mitch Bayer and myself on the other side of this. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, nice to have your company, Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. Mitch Bayer also here. We've got Ballarat in five minutes, Mitch, but... We've got a very special guest on the line. She's going to join us right now. Cynthia O'Brien joins us to discuss all things straight racing, the alteration to the racing carnival as well between Capalaba and Hillsville. Cynthia, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me again. No worries. I'll pass you over to Mitch Bayer and uh, enjoy, Mitch. <laughs> hey, Cynthia, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, we'll have a bit of a chat now just before the news break and then have a little continue the chat after the news and um hillsville obviously we know is in its 10-week festival of racing and uh, we've seen some pretty good classy greyhounds going around of late and i just thought it'd be good to touch on a few that raced on the weekend uh and then look forward to the future of uh, what we've got for the next couple of weeks and uh, obviously we saw during the week that there's going to be due to covid a change or an alteration to the um the maiden 31 series and um, yeah, how, how, firstly, we'll touch on that. How does the alteration, how's it going to work and does it impact massively on Hillsville or is it mainly towards those other states? No, I think it impacts on, uh, firstly, it's impacted on the straight track championship. So the national straight track championship has been postponed at this stage. So Victoria is going ahead and just running the Victorian straight track championship. I'm not completely yep. over what the other three states are doing, but there is no final at Capella Bar at this stage. Um, and that's due to all the border shutdowns around Australia, which, you know, it's affecting everybody in different ways, but it's affected our carnival. It's also had a big impact on the Highway 31 Maiden Challenge because Richmond trainers can't come over the border to Victoria because of border shutdown. So the Maiden event now will just be a straight out eight heats of a Maiden at Healesville. And it's still worth the same $10,000 prize money. We're still going to pay exactly the same, do all the normal things that we had advertised, just that there won't be heats conducted at Richmond. However, should the borders open and the New South Wales trainers or anyone wants to come now, they can come across the border and race in our heats. Okay, so... Um... They can. It's going. Everything's going to go ahead as normal. We're going to run our sort of side, uh, and we're going to have our final next week for yes. uh, the straight track championship. Um, yes. And then they will do theirs when the time comes round. But it just means that they can't come down here and race uh, or compete no. in our Highway Thirty One Maiden Series. Is that correct? That's correct. So it's just a straight out maiden race at uh, Hillsville now. So we're going to conduct heats, and and should they be able to come across the border when we get to that stage? They're more than welcome to come, but we're just not running the race between Richmond and Hillsville because there's too much planning to go into it to find out at the last minute the race can't go ahead. Okay, beautiful. Well, I'm also reading here that uh, obviously the winner of the Highway 31 Maiden uh, Challenge final will receive $10,000 plus obviously the trophy and the rug, but Greyhounds that finish fourth to eighth will also get some sort of incentive as well, which is uh, something we haven't seen before. Um for the people that may have had to travel from interstate, we just thought it was really a good idea to reward them for making the effort to come. If they happen to finish in the, the tail end of the field, they were still going to get their expenses for travel.
travelling covered, but we're still going to go ahead with that regardless. They will still be handing out the four petrol vouchers for the uh, 4th to 8th. I love that. That's a fantastic idea. Uh, great initiative. At least they know they come down. Uh, they're not going to go away empty-handed and all their, their hard work, if they can't run in the, the, the top three, uh, they're going to be somewhat compensated. So um, this, I'm glad it's all still going ahead and I'm sure you are as well. And uh, that, that's the one thing that we've still got our side of the, the setup going. Um, we can continue that. And then obviously, uh, hopefully at some point we can get our Victorian dogs up to Caballaba or Richmond and race up there. Is that is that somewhere near where the plan is to try and uh, they compete theirs and then we can eventually get up there when the borders open? I think later in the year there'll be, there'll be discussions held and we'll try and get something happening between all the straight tracks again, Mitch. Hey, guys, we'll just um, pause it there for just a moment. We'll just get some quick news headlines and come back and finish off our chat with Cynthia O'Brien. So, Cynthia, if you could just hold there for two minutes, we'll be back with you very, very shortly. More from Mitch Abaya and Cynthia O'Brien on the other side of the news headlines. ...to the calendar for the straight racing series, and um, we'll just go back to Sunday, Cynthia, and uh, what, a, what a great day of racing it was. We saw a few greyhounds that uh, we haven't seen before in Hillsville contest uh, some of the straight track championship heats, and they didn't disappoint. Uh, the dogs, it just shows that they can adapt when they go from the horseshoe or the circle to Hillsville, but uh, what we do have is a final next week that has got a combination of greyhounds that are locals to Hillsville that always go there regularly, as you would say, and then others that made the trip across and thought they would uh, have a crack and they've also made it as well and we've almost got a bit of a, a half-half sort of setup. So um, Utah Ghost, the greyhound that I thought was super impressive on the weekend, uh, I'm sure uh, you might be you might have been quite surprised by how uh, well he's gone since taking up straight racing. He's just gone super, Mitch, and he improved so much between his first look and, and yesterday's run, like 19-16 the first week, and we thought, gee, this dog's got you know, tons of ability and he'd be a good dog for the straight track championship. But he came out yesterday and ran 1892 in the weather conditions we had. That was just a phenomenal run. And then you look down the, the next heat and we had Ferdinand Boy in the field. So that was a great run. 1905 for his first look at the track. Uh, he had trialled there, but his first run at the track. And he only defeated our local dog by a nose. So it was just two super heats in that final next Sunday's boy. Box draw is going to play a big part, but it's a great field. And it's really good to see that five of our regulars or locals are in that field. So it's going to be a top race next Sunday. It is going to be a top race. And I didn't realise that the photo finish was so close between Ferdinand Boy and Smart as Jack. I thought Ferdinand Boy had it comfortably. But when you go back and look at the photo, you don't realise it was as close as it was. But that box draw for... Uh, the straight track championship final on Sunday. Jordanville Jet has the red. Duncan has two. Hello, George, three. Smart as Jack, four. Ferdinand Boy's got the five. Utah Ghost has drawn the six. Untested box seven and Dream Wizard eight. And uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting way uh, final uh, and which way it's going to go because uh, there's speed across all. We, all. we know a lot of these dogs can all run low 19s. At, on their day, and uh, it creates great hype around uh, Hillsville Racing at the moment. Well, it's uncovered a few real good straight track runners, hasn't it? I mean, smartest Jack, he mixes it, he goes to Bendigo, he goes to Shepherd, and he can go anywhere. Uh, Duncan has only raced at Hillsville so far, and he's one of our locals and one of our favourites. So Jordanville Jet's got a real motor. And now drawn on the rail, I think we'll see a different dog this week to what we saw last week. Ferdinand Boy coming back and having his second look. But Utah Ghost is, 
I think is the one that I would be looking at because the improvement in his run yesterday, and it doesn't seem to matter where he draws, so I think it's going to be a really well-contested, great final. And I know that, you know, all the locals have got plenty to cheer about. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic final. And one little thing I want to touch on yesterday. Now, I, I spoke to him today, Brett Mackey. Now, I, I couldn't quite get him on the show tonight. He had to work. But he had four dogs in yesterday. He had two in the one race and he had two in um, other races. He had three winners and a second. Three winners and a second. Yeah, Coon Allen. That is terrific. some sort of day. Um, I had a note here to mention to you about that because that is a great training effort, isn't it? To produce four dogs, you have to wonder if maybe they were separated, he might have had four out of four. So, yeah, it was a really good day for Brett. He's a man who we see go up to Hillsville uh, a little bit. He, He doesn't, you know, he's not someone that's there every single week, but he goes there quite often. Um, but to have that sort of day, I, I try to get him on here. I'm sure we'll get him on at some point. Um, but that was a fantastic training performance. And uh, just quickly, what, what have we got coming up on the calendar? We've obviously got the Straight Track Championship final coming up this week. Um, what's What have we got for the well this week as well and then maybe a few weeks ahead of that? Okay, so we're rolling through the whole carnival now. We've had 10 race meetings, so we're a third of the way through. The next couple of weeks, we've got lots of different types of races for veterans for the girls again there's another race for the bitches there's some restricted win races and various restrictions um we've got the super sprint heats coming up on the 10th of august we've got the heats the 15th on the final is the final and that's worth three thousand to the winner and then we start to get back into the real big races so on the 22nd of august we've got the Koch crew cup that is a restricted win race three to six wins and the final of that's on the 29th of August. And the 29th of August is when it's all happening. That's Arrow Day. That's when we've got the Maiden Challenge on and the Koch Crew Cup. And, yeah, that should be our super day. And then we just start to move towards the Hillsville Cup in September. So we're really starting to head towards the pointy end of the carnival now. And, uh, yeah, we've uncovered some real stars along the way. And I think we're going to see them come back again and again until we get through this. One in particular is the Karen Pitt train propelled. Won a maiden last week in 1939 and come back again yesterday and ran 1950. You know, only two starts and had two wins straight up. So, you know, we really have started. And was a massive was a massive run yesterday. It was a huge run yesterday. Walked out the boxes, had to do it the hard way, came from last and uh, was a massive run. As you said, it's all about uncovering uh, greyhounds that we might not, you know, expect to go so up the straight or uh, that's the exciting thing about it. Some dogs, you know, will go well up there, but others, it's a bit of an unknown. So uh, this next, say, four to six weeks is going to be massive. He's 37 kilos. So, you know, I believe that, you know, straight track racing suits the bigger dogs because they can get out and get their balance. It's not like they get to the corner and can get caught on the wrong leg. I'm sure he will go to the circle eventually, but at the moment, you know, he's showing everything up the straight. And one of the other things I've noted is some of our trainers are just having great results through this carnival. Gary Selkirk's already trained six winners throughout this festival of racing. So, you know, he had a double last week and he's just, he's always there. He's always got a good dog in his kennel and I'm sure he's aiming at some of the big races too. Yeah, he does. He's got, he's got one of my boys, uh, he trains Crispy Duck and he was... Um unlucky yesterday but uh yeah no he's been in fine form Gus Selkrig and just quickly before I let you go now I I had to bring this up I I know that uh you may have been expecting it but tomorrow race one Hillsville (laughs) there is a greyhound going round and it's uh trained Cynthia O'Brien uh out of 
She's an absolute superstar on the track, Magic Moondust. She was an absolute star up at Hillsville. But, um, geez, this is this is an absolute name and a half to pronounce. And good luck to whoever James. Had a name. Yeah, I hope James Vandermatt, if he's calling up there tomorrow, I'm going to say Kara Ragamunji. But um, what what can we expect, Cynthia? Because I, I love it. I love the name. I, I'm all for you know, coming up with new names when they get accepted, of course. And, um, yeah, this uh, it's it's exciting, isn't it? Having a pup of your own hit the track and uh, naming it and then obviously seeing it hopefully do well on the track. Well, it's a little bit sentimental. The the name is actually pronounced Kararagamungi. It's a primary school. There you go. I, I wouldn't be able to call it. <laughs> it's 12 kilometres outside or north of Wangrata. It's on the... Wangrata El Dorado Road, and it's actually where I went to school 50 years ago. So that's why I've named the dog that. I love it. Well, uh, good luck tomorrow. Um, I look forward to hearing the race caller call it, and uh, hopefully it's out in front and winning. But uh, always a pleasure having you on the show. It's uh, fantastic to touch base in regards to Hillsville Racing. Uh, as, as I said, and I've said plenty of times, favourite Thanks very much, Mitch. It's always a pleasure to come on with you. And should everybody tuning in, remember, straight racing, great racing. Oh, it absolutely is. Big thanks there, Cynthia O'Brien, for giving up her time once again. Straight racing is absolutely great racing, Mitch, and uh, I look forward to seeing more straight racing in the not-too-distant future, and hopefully uh, any uh, rescheduled stuff gets rescheduled back to Heelsville and uh, we can get it all going, get fans there again. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I think I've lost Mitch, unfortunately. All right. On that note, we will take. I'm back. Oh, he's back. Good man. Good man. Mate, of all of all people, of all people to call me, the missus. You'd expect. I'd expect. Yeah. Jeez. Oh boy. She does come on, Dale. She does this a few times uh, on a Monday and a Wednesday. Yeah. She, she has a long. She has a long day. She has a yeah, long day, and then yeah. she forgets. She forgets. That's all right. We'll give. We'll give her a little bit of cut her a little bit of slack because she's been no doubt. She's we will been working hard. And so I reckon you just cut her a little bit of slack and just say, Dale, just remember I'm, uh, I'm on air at the moment. And uh, when you call, I, uh, it makes Donna's job a lot harder. So just uh, <laughs> just reminder of that. Anyway, hey, we do have to get to a break anyway. So if you do want to call her back, you've got about four minutes or so. And we're going to get our great mate Toddy Gray on the line. He's going to join us next. More with uh, Mitch Abaya and Todd Gray on the other side of the break. John Donahoe's my name. We'll be back very shortly. Back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have you with us on Thrill of the Chase. One of my favourite times of the week is when we get to talk to our great friend over in South Australia, Toddy Gray, and we're going to do that very, very shortly. But Ballarat in about eight seconds, Mitch, so very quick tip. I think we've lost Mitch again. He's on the phone to the missus, I reckon. Anyway, let's get to uh, let's get to Ballarat and we'll come back and uh, we will chat to our friend Toddy Gray. They're just behind the boxes. Let's head to Ballarat now. The favourite is the seven, I believe. No, the two. We'll get there now. Updated on all of the Greyhound action across Victoria. This is race 10, the 390. Starting signals being given. First line being locked away. Last look at the board here. Zipping Candy. A fascinating Candy, should I say. 270. Vertigo Bond, 290. Last couple locked away, the early set. They are now. Green lights head for a start. Race 10 from Ballarat. They're ready. 
racing, beginning fast down on the inside, Ruby Arizona goes through to lead, Coco de Burns right there on the seat and pushing forward, just behind those running for Juddy Up wider, and then came Vertigo Bond, back through the field came Waikiri Bandit, it's inside is Fascinate Candy, well back to way up north, who's out the back with Cop 1 Fernando as they turn for home, Ruby Arizona along the inside with Coco de Burn, the inside Vertigo Bond, Vertigo Bond got through, beat Coco de Burn second, Ruby Arizona third, a line of big wall there for fourth, and it goes to running for Juddy, just Vertigo Bond, the favourite, gets the job done at Ballarat in the 10th at $2.50. $1.40 for Coco to burn the five in second. And big odds for Ruby Arizona in third. $12.20 top tote. We will get to more of those uh, if we get time before we finish up. I don't think we've got Mitch back. Mitch, you there? Yep, oh, I'm back. It's You were on the phone. You were on the phone to the lovely, weren't you? No, I wasn't. No, I tried. The app wasn't working to get back on. I it come up with system error, and sure. I sure, geez, sure. I had some problems, but I'm back. I know how you operate. I know how you operate. You were on the phone. To no, the no, I'm back. Telling her, darling, I'll be home I soon. Oh, I promise, I won't. Uh, no, nope. won't be long. <laughs> Definitely wasn't, mate. All right, hey, um, yeah, the two got the job done. Was that? Were you going to tip that? Uh, I'll say yes. <laughs> That's good. Nah. All right. Hey, let's get to one. That of was our... a great chat with Cynthia, mate. Bit of, very informative. We'll podcast that as well uh, a little bit later before I head out of here. I will whack that up on the podcast for you and you can relive it if you missed any of it. Uh, all right. Let's head over to South Australia. Racing never been so easy in greyhound racing terms. Uh, when, uh, But anyway, I don't know. I, that was supposed to be the credit, but I really balls that up. Anyway, <laughs> Toddy Gray, welcome. <laughs> It's, hey, it's Monday. Yeah. I can't even say it's. I can't even say it's been a long week. But uh, anyway, it's been a long day. No, all good, all good, lads. No, I think uh, what, what's going on at the moment, we can all understand that, lads. But I'm ready to go. Hit Murray Bridge tonight. And hopefully, we don't get any system errors on tonight's car. No, good man. All right, we'll start us off. Uh, where are we heading first? Uh, first one for tonight, lads. Right in the middle of the car. We'll go race five, number five, uh, Jacobite Magic. Um, really like the way this bitch has just been racing her last half dozen. She hasn't missed a place in her last six. Now, obviously, coming from the guts draw isn't the best, but a vacant boxer outside will help. Um, the speed will be on here um, with one and two, uh, the two favourites. I think they'll take each other on, and she'll just sit on the rails, and they both scout a little bit wide, especially the two. So I think she's every chance to rail up on the turn, as long as she could just avoid any trouble, obviously, in the first 50 metres. Um, she's 440, and she is 210 to place. So there's only two dibs here, obviously, with six dogs, but I would definitely go each way, because she's just running super consistent right now, and her times lately have just been better than the uh, than the favourites up at the top. So I just reckon she's a lock for the top two for mine. So each way all day. All right, lovely. That's uh, that's your first. What about uh, what are you thinking next? Where are we going? A little bit later in the card. Yeah, a couple of races down, down lads. I'm, I'm going to pick two out in the one race here. Uh, one main bet and favour. Race seven. Yeah, race seven, number one, Dark Tides. Um, look, it's safe to say this bloke hasn't really kicked on with it. He's a lightly. He's a, oh, sorry, she's a lightly race bitch. She's only had the eight starts at two and a half. Um, she started out pretty, trialing pretty well and just hasn't quite went on with it. To say that, she hasn't been racing bad. She's placed five out of her eight, but she's just been a little bit lackluster her last few, and this is her chance to really bounce back the form. She's one for one out of box one. Um, she's Well, she's placed all three starts over this track and distance at Murray Bridge. She knows this track. She's got the draw. Uh, look, she's become unreliable at box rides, but when she's at 100%, she, she would blitz these. If, she was at, if you knew she was at 100% when she first started trialing as a youngster, Oh, she'd almost be she'd almost be lucky to be black figures, let alone four sixty in this field. So she's worth the main bet, and I just have to save here. Right, double figures, just have a little saver on the eight hiring. Um, 
I'd be all over. I'd be all over this bloke if I knew he's seeing the track. But he's only had the four starts since coming coming here, all at Gawler. And he was a real good run last start. Broke 23 at Gawler, which is that's that's great. If you break 23, you're going well. Box eight's not a drama. Just the fact he hasn't seen the track turns me off just a little bit. So main bet the one. Just save your nickels and dimes on the eight. All right, lovely. Uh, any others have you got for us before we uh, before we finish up? We do indeed. The best bet of the night, lads, in race 10. Race 10, number four, Weblick Rebel. Um, it's very simple. Last start, he went 868 and broke 23 at Gawler as well. 868 is elite. Um, it does that here, just leads all the way, and it's just, just painless. In saying that, I think he's the right odds now at 220. Um, you can ignore a little bit of the fluctuation there. It looks like it's been a bigger go, but that was the prices last night when the two dog who opened favourite was in the race. Um, at 220, I think that's the right odds he should be, but I think he just goes straight to the front. If he goes replicates those box manners here tonight at Murray Bridge, which he's seen plenty of times. He just goes straight to the front. They're not going to run him down over to 395. So I think 220 is a, is a good enough price for the back. I reckon he is a dead set even money pop. Rightio. Lovely. All right. Have you got anything else to leave us with, Toddy, or is that about it? Uh, no, I, I, one, one more, lads. But this one, I'd make this your smallest one of the night, lads. Race nine, number seven, go, go, Dolly. Um, look, hasn't raced for nearly three months. I can't tell you if it, she's been trialing or how she's been going. But what I can tell you is, She's, when she's on song, she's a brilliant box dog with great mid-race acceleration. Cam Butcher, he's one of the best, and he's farmed out a few dogs lately, so he's cut down a little bit in his kennel. He's kept this one for a reason, I reckon, lads, and she likes box the wide draws, so box seven's not a drama. She's around 7 or $8 at the moment. She's worth just a very small bet on spec because there is a little bit of guesswork involved, but Cam's not silly. If she wasn't going all right, she wouldn't be in. All right, beautiful. Toddy, as always, a pleasure to speak to you. We'll keep an eye on those throughout the evening, and uh, we will talk to you next Monday. Sounds good to me. Keep going strong, lads. Thank you. Toddy Gray there from Greyhound Racing South Australia. Always a pleasure to talk to our friend Toddy Gray. Uh, Mitchell, before we leave, best bets, please, from you. Yeah, I've got two tonight at Shepparton. Now, the first one, this is, it's risky. Uh, I don't usually give first starters as a best bet, but race two, Number eight, six-speed manual, has got a run here, uh, is $6 into 250 mate. And the kennel mate was in box eight. It's scratched. Uh, this dog's obtained a run. It, it's got to have some ability. If you're backing something from $6 into 250 it's got ability. It's going to get a lovely run at him off box eight. Uh, it's at a bar here bale, so it'll chase through a brick wall. Um, and I just think with that sort of move, it, it should be winning. So race two, number 10, you'll be all over at Donners. Maybe a bit oh. short for you, for your, uh, for your number 10. You've just potted the, um, uh, you've just potted the reserve dogs before. And now you, you're telling I me did. to back it. That's, you're, you're, I did. You're a bloody disgrace. Yeah. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> all right. The next of my best was race six, number three, handsome Jack. I tipped it to you last week. It led all the way and got nailed on the line. Uh, it should be leading all the way and winning this time. Um, went 25-39 last week, got beaten by uh, a length by Grace in shock. Uh, she would turn the tables this week, off and gone and win. And uh, that was race six, number three, Handsome Jack. And before we go, I'll just quickly mention that uh, that race that we were talking about uh, on Saturday night at the Meadows that we was the build-up to, the free-for-all. Aston Rupee took the cake over Kablenz and Shimmershine. Go back and watch a replay if you haven't seen it already. And Quara Bell won the maturity. The only female in the race. She took it out, beat the seven boys, and gee, she is the number one rated bitch in the comp. Nicely done. Thank you, Mitch. We'll do it all again on Wednesday. You're a star. Sounds good, mate. Thank you. Back the tent. Yeah, I'll certainly do my best. Good on you, Mitch Abaya there. All right, we are done for another day. That's Monday in the books. Cam Luke. 
Campbell Brown back tomorrow. Don't miss Toby McKinnon on Tuesday for another big tutorial. Plenty of winners to come. Thanks for your company throughout the day. Bye for now. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.